Hey everybody, Luke McElroy here. Welcome back to another Physiology Secrets. I wanted to speak today about detraining uh, and a, a reversal in adaptation. So what detraining is, it's, the, it's, the, the de, um, it's part of the sportive principle, R being reversibility. So reversibility, same thing as detraining. And, and what that means is that basically, obviously we know we get adaptation through a training stimulus. So reversibility or detraining means that when we stop that training and stop producing that stimulus, that we that we lose that fitness adaptation and we, we lose fitness there as well. Now, I feel like athletes, particularly endurance-type athletes, they're very susceptible to um, overtraining and basically being afraid to take a break in, in fear of losing all their hard-earned work, all right? So uh, I remember reading a study a while ago about... Uh, in, the, the, the incidence of, of um, anxiety, I think it was anxiety and depression in endurance athletes because they were basically overdoing it and it, um, they were afraid to lose their fitness. So I, option one, you, you lose your fitness and you get depressed. Or, or two, you continue to train, you overtrain, you get injured. There's a hormonal imbalance because you're not having some time off um, and that whack you know that completely puts your hormones out of whack and, and causes anxiety and depression there as well okay so it is a, a fairly um, prevalent thing and something that we want to avoid so I want to talk a little bit about how detraining comes about how quickly we lose our fitness uh, but also show you the silver lining and, and, and explain that it's not all not all bad okay so there was a, a study done um, a few years ago oh, it's a while ago now but it was taking untrained individuals putting them through a four-week endurance training block and then measuring how long it took them for their for their mitochondrial um, enzymes to return back to baseline so basically what it was measuring was the 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 um, it was called uh, I think it was uh, citrate synthase which is basically an enzyme in the mitochondria which turns oxygen into energy that's how we get our aerobic metabolism and it was measuring the, the concentration of, not the concentration, the, the total amount of citric synthase in the mitochondria. So we, we, we get more fluid and more, more of these helpful enzymes um, through training, okay? So it measured it over a four-week period. It increased significantly over four weeks. And what it showed was that one week of doing absolutely nothing, and we got back to resting citric, uh, citric synthase, okay? So... Basically, what that was telling us, with the mitochondrial enzymes, four weeks of work was lost in one week of doing nothing. All right? So unfortunately, it's saying that we lose our fitness four times as fast as we gain it. Now, it's not quite as simple as that, okay? So there's basically, there's two ways that we can increase our fitness year after year. One is building the structures, the structural component of the muscles, heart and lungs, to give us the ability to take in transport and use oxygen. And the other is to do with enzymes and the concentration of enzymes and the amount of enzyme we have to turn that oxygen into energy. Okay, so think of this, I'll break it down. So think of it, think of those mitochondria. The mitochondria in the muscles, their job is to get the oxygen we breathe in and circulate, turn it into usable oxygen, usable energy, sorry. Think of the mitochondria as a bathtub and think of the enzymes that actually turn the turn the oxygen into energy as the fluid in the bathtub. All right. So if we're an untrained individual, we might have three bathtubs and they're 40 litre tubs. They're not that big, all right? So we can fit in 40 litres of, of enzymes, citric, cit, uh, I can't say it, guys, citric synthase into the bathtub. So 40 litres times by three. That's the total amount of enzyme we can get to turn that oxygen into energy. If we then go do 
you know, three, four years continuous base training, getting lots and lots of years under the belt of, of continuous endurance training, we can turn those, it doesn't, have to, it doesn't even have to be years, I'm just going to use that as an example, um, we can turn those, those three bathtubs which have 40 litres into 10 bathtubs which now contain 60 litres, all right? So we've increased the number size and the surface area of the mitochondria. We've, got, we've increased the, the size of the bathtub and we've also got more bathtubs. So we can now fill them up with more fluid. We fill them up with fluid or enzymes through doing training. We then go 10 years, as we've done 10 years of base training. And, and the reason I'm saying 10 years is because we, we know that endurance athletes uh, at the base level, at the muscular level, they become sort of, uh, they, they peak around age 30. Look at the Ironman athletes who, who are peaking and, and they're sort of 30 years of age generally because it's taken you know, 10 to 15 years of, of continuous base training to build up that, that massive aerobic engine. So let's say we've got 10 years, now we've got 20 bathtubs that are 100 litres, all right? They, they can hold 100 litres of fluid. Now with detraining, what we do is we lose the fluid. All right, we lose the fluid, but we don't lose the structure. So if through training you've gone from having you know, three bathtubs at 40 liters all the way up to 20 bathtubs at 100 liters, we can actually get back uh, to peak fitness. All right, we're not gonna, we don't, we don't lose the mitochondria. They don't necessarily, they maybe shrink a little bit, but our ability to get back to the same level of fitness is relatively unchanged through detraining. What we do lose very quickly is the fluid from the mitochondria and the enzymes from the from the bathtub. Okay, so think of it like this: we do training, we get a bigger structure, which is good. We get a bigger size of the bathtub. We've got the plug in. We're slowly filling it up. It takes a while to fill up the bathtub. We've got the tap on full bore, but it's still going to take a while. As soon as we stop training, we pull the plug. We lose the fluid very quickly. Unfortunately, we lose it four times faster than we gain it. But what we don't do is we don't downgrade the size of the bathtub. The ability to fill that bathtub back up is still there, regardless of our detraining effect. Um, it's just the fluid that we've lost. So if you take time off, yes, you're going to lose fitness, no doubt about it, but you can get back to that same level of fitness. It's not like all is lost. The structure, the muscular structure is still there. We still have the adaptations. We just have to fill it back up and get the enzymes working again through doing training. All right. So don't be afraid to take some time off because you're not going to lose, yes, you're going to lose your fitness, but you're going to get it back again when you start to train. It's still bit by bit building up the solid foundation um, to increase your aerobic engine over time. In fact, you'd be silly not to have some time off. If you just do season after season of training and don't have any time off, one, you're going to get mental fatigue, but two, you're going to get physical overuse injuries and, and those sort of things as well. So it is important to take some time off. Now, with that being said, how, how long does it take to detrain? We know it takes, you know, we lose about four weeks in one week, so one week off, you lose four weeks of adaptation. The fitter you are, the more you lose. So if you're less fit, you won't lose as much. If you are more fit, it is very easy to drop off. Um, but having said that, two high intensity sessions a week will relatively maintain VO2 max. So that'll maintain those enzymes in the mitochondria. So two, it could be two, um, you know, two 5K time trials a week where you just go out, let's say Monday and a Thursday, we go pretty much flat out at threshold um, for that session. It could be a VO2 session, three to four, Minute efforts, you know, you're done within 45 minutes. So really high intensity stuff, short but high intensity, will maintain VO2 max. You will lose a bit of muscular endurance. That's just, you know, that's just the way it is. If you, if you don't continually provide that stimulus, you're not going to be able to contract those muscles for as long. But muscular endurance takes longer to lose. You know, your anaerobic and your and your and your muscular endurance sort of stuff that will take closer to three to four to five weeks if not longer to lose whereas your enzymes you can lose them within two days basically like they start to 
not lose them, but you start to decline in fitness after even two days. But by providing that really big VO2 stimulus or the threshold stimulus, even just twice a week, you might even be doing half an hour a session, that will relatively maintain VO2 max. Eventually, you might lose a bit of it, or you will lose a bit of muscular endurance if you don't start to include the volume back in within, say, three to four weeks. But it is a good little time, you know, if you may be going away on holiday, um, if you've got a, a, I don't know, a big event coming up and you've got a family holiday for four weeks, um, you can maintain the fluid in the enzymes you, uh, in the mitochondria. You can maintain most of your fitness, even if you just get two sessions a week in high intensity. And as long as you're getting back in some higher volume endurance stuff, depending on how long your event is, but within sort of three to four weeks, you pretty much won't lose anything at all. Okay, so there are ways around it. Definitely recommend in the off season to have you know three or four weeks off you at least you know depending on how your body is responding. If you're injured, you need to get on top of that. If you're mentally fatigued, you need to get on top of that. But you can do cross training um, where you might do if you're a, a cyclist, you might go and do some kayaking or some rock climbing or something, just something aerobic in nature. Uh, keep the intensity somewhat high at least once or twice a week, and you'll you'll limit that loss. So as a summary. Detraining, yes, you will lose your fitness about four times as fast as you gain it, but you won't lose the the the, the structures around the mitochondria and the and the adaptations that you receive from endurance training. You're just going to lose basically the fluid. So it's like taking a big bathtub. You, you, you don't lose the size. You don't downgrade the size of your bathtub. You're just pulling the plug, lo- losing the fluid, and it's going to take you some time to get that fluid back. But you can do it, and year after year of base training will pay off. You'll lose your fitness, but you'll get back to it, uh, or you'll be able to get back to that same point. So don't feel like you're going to lose all your fitness. It will continue to build up bit by bit, year after year of consistent training. Hopefully that was useful, guys. I know it was a little, little bit hard to explain that sort of concept um, without visuals, but I might even see if I can post a link or something to the infographic that I'm talking about that shows the four weeks lost in one week. Um, but yeah, any questions, let me know. Please, again, tell your friends about the podcast. Really positive feedback. Keep the questions coming. I don't like thinking of topics. Um, I prefer people just to shoot me an email or, or comment below a question rather than me having to actually physically think up a topic. I'll get a lot more content done if, if you keep the questions coming. So hope you enjoyed it and I'll speak to you soon.